This is AgriPulse Daybreak for Thursday, May 5th. Good morning. I'm Jeff Downey. With all of his Republican challengers now out of the race, Donald Trump is pivoting to the general election. When it comes to trade, his message isn't changing one iota. In an extended interview yesterday with CNN, Trump pounded on the issue as he predicted he would carry blue states like Pennsylvania, Michigan, and even New York. Trump has shifted to talking about the Trans-Pacific Partnership specifically to repeatedly slamming the North American Free Trade Agreement. He said he would win all of the states horribly affected by NAFTA, which he called a Clinton deal, a reference to Hillary Clinton's husband. Bill Reich, president of the Foreign Trade Council, tells AgriPulse he expects Trump to flog the trade issue to death. Wright says that will in turn force Clinton to criticize President Obama's trade policy as well, ensuring that trade remains a front-page issue through the election and making it harder for Congress to take up the Trans-Pacific Partnership. Wright's also said farmers and agribusiness companies who want to see TPP approved must keep making clear the benefit that it provides to them. Many in business hope Trump will moderate his position if he's elected, but Trump advisor Roger Stone told the New York Times that Trump won't do that. Stone says he has said he would scrap trade deals. His voters will demand he scrap trade deals. He knows that. House chairman demands answers on glyphosate report. A House committee chairman is demanding that EPA officials explain why they posted, then removed, a study that concluded that the herbicide glyphosate is unlikely to cause cancer. In a letter to the agency, Science, Space, and Technology Chairman Lamar Smith, a Republican of Texas, notes that the report is clearly labeled as final and contains the signatures of 13 members of the EPA's Cancer Assessment Review Committee. In the letter, Smith wrote, EPA's removal of this report and the subsequent backtracking on its finality raises questions about the agency's motivation in providing a fair assessment of glyphosate. Smith is ordering the EPA to turn over all internal documents and communications about that report going back to January 2015. EPA, Atrazine study wasn't final. EPA repeated the same chain of events Tuesday with a draft ecological assessment of the herbicide atrazine. The agency, which gave no explanation for removing the report on Tuesday, tells AgriPulse that the atrazine document hadn't been finalized. EPA says it expects to release the draft assessment for public comment in the next few months. The agency says it will study the comments, revise the risk assessment, and then propose risk mitigation strategies where appropriate. Atrazine currently undergoing registration review by the agency. The primary registrant of Atrazine, Syngenta, says in a statement to AgriPulse that EPA's draft report is, quote, scientifically incorrect. The company says EPA scientists discounted several high-quality studies and instead used studies that the EPA's own 2012 scientific advisory panel deemed to be flawed. The report proposes a new threshold or level of concern at which atrazine would be hazardous to aquatic species. Syngenta says the LOC isn't justified by the science. Study puts value on weed control. Controlling weeds in U.S. corn and soybean fields saves an astounding $43 billion a year. That according to a team of experts with the Weed Science Society of America. The experts calculated that failing to control weeds would reduce corn yields by 52% if farmers use best management practices but no herbicide weed control. Soybean yields would be hit by 49.5%. 
Those estimates were then applied to the value of corn and soybeans from 2007 to 2013, a period where the price of corn averaged 4.94 a bushel, well above current levels. The results? Weed control would have saved $27 billion during that period on corn and $16 billion for soybeans. Ethanol edges near 10% of gasoline supply. The Energy Information Administration says the amount of ethanol in the nation's gasoline supply reached 9.9% last year, up from 9.8% in 2014. Put another way, blends of 10% ethanol, or E10, now account for 95% of all gasoline consumed in U.S. motor vehicles. EIA says the data emphasizes that the only way to increase ethanol usage is to increase the sales of higher ethanol blends. The agency estimates there are about 16.3 million vehicles nationwide, 7% of the U.S. fleet, which can run on blends of up to 85% ethanol. He said it, I will put states in play that no other Republican will talk about or go to. Donald Trump claiming that he can carry states such as Michigan and Pennsylvania that have been hurt by trade. That's Daybreak for this Thursday, May 5th. AgriPulse Daybreak is brought to you by McLeod, Watkinson & Miller, America's most experienced law firm in agricultural and derivatives law, and by the United Soybean Board. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak, I'm Jeff Daly.